Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, good morning or good afternoon. Maybe it's good evening, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Casey, and I'm going to be the host, and I'm afraid I'm all you get this time. Uh, for this uh, this episode, this is episode two for 2024, and so far I'm doing a pretty good job. This is uh, it's February, let's see, February the 8th, and uh, we are already on episode two. Man, the year's going by pretty quick. I've got a few things that, uh, that I wanted to talk about and just give everybody an update on and um, made a few notes here and We'll just get right into it. I'm going to talk about uh, Project 9.3. I think that's, and I won't do you dirty. I won't. Uh, I won't leave you hanging like I did last year. That that joke would get kind of old if I did it two years in a row. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Project 9.3. Uh, we got some happenings across the the team that I think are pretty cool. I wanted to give you guys an update on Corpus Christi. We got some good news down there. Have some uh, some opportunities in uh, west in the West Texas region. Uh, let's see. Um, got a oh no, hold on my notes. Here we go. We got um, a slew of spot bonuses uh, for uh, for January and and some really pretty cool stuff uh, associated with the bonuses I'll talk about with our dispatch team. Um, let's see. I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, work schedules amongst our LPG uh, drivers. That would be our owner-operators and our company drivers. And let's see. got some good news, people moving around the company. I'll talk a little bit about that. So, Let's just dig in and get started, and I'll just start off with what I'm sure everyone is most interested in, Project 9.3. Did we make it? Uh, short answer, yes, we did. If you recall, Project 9.3 had two, uh, two goals. Uh, the first goal was uh, to make uh, $9.3 billion in uh, EBITDA. And uh, if we did that, then everybody in the company would receive a $3,000 bonus. Our stretch goal was to make over 9.5. Well, unfortunately, we did not make over 9.5. Had we made that, that bonus would be $5,000. We did make 9.3, barely, but we made it. And good news for everybody out there. You're getting, uh, you're getting a check for $3,000. So congratulations uh, for uh, everybody that, uh, that was here and is eligible for that. So who's eligible? Um, all company employees that were employed uh, last year, that's 2023, 
um, and who are here employed at the time that it's paid out. So when is it going to be paid out? Um, it's, uh, I, I would tell you, mid-February. So the middle of this month, I think the day is the 16th. Uh, so you could uh, expect to, to see it then. Um, but uh, I would just say middle of May. Uh, some may receive it a little sooner. Some may receive it a little little after the 16th, uh, just depending on your bank. It is uh, with, uh, you'll see withholdings. There's Uncle Sammy's going to get his piece. So uh, less uh, taxes and applicable withholdings. If you invest in the 401k plan, um, those, uh, those things will be withheld. Uh, so good, good little chunk of change and congrats to everybody out there. I hope you, uh, hope you find a good use for $3,000. I know, uh, shoot, I, I could use it. Um, so let's see, that's, that's good news. Um, contractors, this came up last year. Uh, contractors are not eligible. You must be a company employee, um, while our owner operators, we love those guys. You do tremendous work for us. Um, our owner operators are contractors and are not eligible for the um, uh, the Project Nine Point Three bonus. So um, there you have it. Good news all around for everybody that was here uh, last year. And let me just say, we we did have a pretty good year last year. Um, and everybody out there. Um, it's there, there is no small, uh, contribution. Everybody contributed, uh, to making this place a great place and, uh, both a, just a good place to work and, um, a, a good financial year. Uh, so you all had a part to play in that. So for that, I, I really am grateful. Um, off to Corpus Christi. What is going on down in Corpus Christi, South Texas? Well, there's a lot going on. Monday this week, uh, the 5th, uh, we closed on a new property. The current property is leased, and it is, um, uh, it's, it's not in the greatest area. Um, we've had a few problems with it, um, but, uh, you know, the, the owners, they, they've been great uh, to work with. Uh, they've, they've helped us out. Um, but uh, we're really looking for uh, something a little more permanent. And we found one uh, over off of Spindletop Road, I believe is the road. Chad Bishop's down there as we speak. He uh, picked up the keys Tuesday the 6th and promptly started scheduling contractors to come in and get it ready uh, for our employees. So if you are uh, domiciled, if you work out at the Corpus Christi Terminal, Congratulations! You are gonna. Uh, I think you'll be proud of uh, of that facility. And by the time, if you've seen it before, we bought it. Um, when you see it when we move in, I think you won't recognize it. Uh, it was uh, some sort of reddish color with. Uh, I think it was red with some with white. I can't recall. It's been a while. Um, but uh, one of our requirements is we got to paint it white and blue. So. Um, Chad Bishop's down there trying to figure that out. So good news there. Uh, we will have uh, an open house. I asked Walter and, and Robert to put together a, a good open house. Um, and uh, I'm sure that's going to be a good event. We'll do something uh, where everybody can uh, can have something to eat and just take, take a look at the new facility. 
Uh, so good news there. Congrats. We're proud of the Corpus team for, uh, for that, uh, that deal. So what kind of opportunities am I talking about? Uh, West Texas, we've got a few things going on out there. Um, so, uh, you know, West Texas is uh, an area that is, um, is generally known, in the, at least in the trucking world, as that's just crude trucking. Um, so you rarely do you see um, something like an MC331 or an LPG trailer moving around out in West Texas. Uh, you do, but not, not a whole lot of them. Well, uh, we are going to expand our LPG trucking presence into the West Texas region. And Enterprise has got a project where we're putting in a truck rack um, in the Seminole area. And that's going to open up, uh, open up some opportunities for us uh, with our LPG fleet. And that's just, man, we've been trying to get a little foothold out there and it's just been very difficult because the uh, LPG movements are so inconsistent. You know, when it's cold, you have propane moving all over the place, and we've got some good propane customers out there. But they kind of dwindle off uh, in the summer months and, you know, where we may haul, um, you know, several a day uh, a week to one retailer in the wintertime, and you're probably moving one a month to a month to that same retailer in the summertime. So it's hard to keep those, uh, those guys busy. And uh, it's, it's really hard to build a, build a business um, with that, uh, that, that kind of uh, uncertainty and inconsistency. So this, uh, this truck rack is going to make, uh, make it a little more consistent. And I think uh, our NGL, uh, marketing team has already got some deals that they're working on that's going to keep us busy. So um, that's good news. You could expect to see. I know Shane is feverishly trying to figure out how to get some uh, LP trailers and some additional trucks moved out into the West Texas region. So you all can look forward to that. Something else that's coming out there, refined products at that same location uh, we're going to be able to uh, to move uh, some refined products. So that's good news. And that could open up some trucking opportunities. Um, and I would expect that to open up uh, in the not-too-distant future, I would say probably uh, it first quarter uh, of this year. Um, we could expect to see uh, some opportunities there. And I think... Everybody is probably aware that we did go out and buy some flatbeds. Um, and, you know, it's, it's taken a little bit to try and figure that out. And, and it's, it's not that it's, uh, it's very complex. It's not. It's the um, integration of uh, the, the flatbed movement requests from people that need flatbeds uh, uh, to support their business internally within enterprise into our dispatch system. So how does that, you know, how do they go about calling those loads in? How do we go about scheduling them, deconflicting with LP and crude movements and getting those guys dispatched? So I think uh, we've, we've done a lot of hard work to, uh, to try and figure that out, and I think we're getting a lot better at it. And uh, you should see some, uh, some flatbeds, uh, more flatbed traffic between uh, I guess it would be the greater Houston area, and it, it seems like most of our movements are out uh, towards West Texas. I think we have 
it is uh, early February. We've got, I think, 21 uh, truckloads uh, that we know about, uh, and I'm sure there are others that we don't know about that will pop up. So um, small business, but it's very helpful uh, for enterprise. And, you know, I think we've talked about this. What, what, what's, what's my vision for where trucking needs to go? And it's not to become, and I've said it before, this massive tank truck uh, carrier, uh, because that's just not who we are. We're a pipeline company. We just happen to own a bunch of trucks. But my vision is how do we remain relevant for our, for our parent company? It would be so easy to sit in the corner and just say, hey, no, I haul the crude and I haul the LP gas, and that's all we do. We've got these trucks, and, and people, are we're so good at what we do. Why can't we leverage those trucks in other areas of our company? Um, they're they're uh, nooks and crannies of this company where we hire folks uh, to, to do certain things where we shouldn't have to because we've got trucks. Why would we hire a truck to do what we can do? And that's, that's kind of my vision. Let's remain relevant by, by leveraging our trucks, our current assets, uh, in other areas of the company besides just crude and LPG. So that's kind of where I'd like to go with this deal, and that's, that's what brought the flatbeds in. Thought it was a good idea. We've got a few more good ideas, um, but it, uh, it takes a minute to, to, uh, to get this stuff um, pushed through and uh, get everybody to to uh, buy off on it. So um, that's what we got coming up in, in West Texas, though. So, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces, um, and uh, I, I think that uh, that's going to bode well for us. So I look forward to seeing some more, uh, more flatbed movements. Let's see, lots happening uh, from January. Uh, if you recall, we had the snow day. So... We had some winter weather here in the Houston area, and one of the concerns was, you know, our dispatch team. We've centralized our dispatch team, and we've got, I think, uh, Chad Van Allen and, and his team, Brandy, have uh, put together a really great team, um, just a bunch of talented folks, and not only talented, they're dedicated, and uh, this cold snap was just testament to that, so we uh, we are fortunate enough to uh, to have a hotel, a really nice hotel, right next door to um, our headquarters at 1100 Louisiana in Houston. It's the Hyatt, and uh, we secured uh, some rooms just in case our dispatch team got stuck downtown. And uh, these guys were more than willing uh, to uh, uh, to stay the night. I think Chad asked them, "Hey, guys, if you don't mind, would you?" bring a go bag in and so they did and we had uh mike daly uh james willison um ethan hernandez nicole nideek jeff um all those guys ended up uh staying downtown uh at the hyatt regency and if any of those guys are listening i, I saw your bill we gotta talk i'm just kidding uh, they they did a great job um, and not taking anything away from Stephen A. I tried to pronounce his name last time. I couldn't. Stephen A. and Nico. Um, Nico, I think, uh, bikes to work. He, he, I wish I lived close enough where I could ride my bicycle to work. That would be nice. 
And uh, Stephen A. felt comfortable driving. Um, it really – and I will tell you, um, we didn't get – let's see. We didn't get any snow, but it got cold and it was it was raining. And I drive a little Jeep uh, Wrangler uh, every day. And going home uh, that afternoon, uh, the, the on-ramps were completely frozen. And I thought I felt the Jeep slide a little bit. And – you know, it kind of caught me off guard, and I thought, oh, wow, that felt like it slid. And all of a sudden, the front end broke loose, and it did slide. And the whole way home, um, man, I, I'm not used to driving in that ice. Um, it was slippery. And, and, oh, I'll tell you a story. This this was, this was uh, I don't know if it was good. kind of made me feel good because I know some of you guys have driven in Houston traffic, and it's crazy. It's no secret that people can't drive here. And so here I am trying to get home and I go down uh, interstate 10 headed east and I, I take uh, highway 90 out towards Crosby and I go north and at, uh, at Crosby, I, my house is, uh, in a community called Huffman. It's a Northeast side of Houston and it's about, I don't know, 35, 40 miles to get home. And I'm going over, um, let's see, I'm going down highway 90 and I'm in the right lane I'm probably doing 50. And this dude in a little pickup truck, lowered, loud, um, he goes flying by everybody. And I swear it wasn't three miles up the road. And I looked and I could see the emergency flashers way up there. When I got there, it was that guy that got tangled up with another pickup. They were in the ditch. And, you know, I swear it wasn't three or four miles down the road, when I caught up to him, they already had the tow trucks there. And uh, I don't know. That's maybe a little mean of me, um, but uh, just satisfying. I, I wanted to stop and talk to him, but I didn't. I was good. Anyway, it was cold, icy, and rainy. And these, uh, these dispatchers uh, came in and, and uh, stayed all night. And we, I just wanted to Give a little shout-out to those guys. And all those guys were put in for a spot bonus. Um, and speaking of spot bonuses, we had a lot going on uh, in the way of spot bonuses. So let me just give a shout-out to all those that got a spot bonus for January. Stephen, uh, oh, Lord have mercy. He's one of our dispatchers, Stephen A. David uh, Acevedo is a driver in Pleasanton. Uh, and if I butcher your name david i'm sorry uh mike daly mike 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 he's been here for for a minute or two um barbara ebert she doesn't go by barbara that's nicole nicole you don't have some we, we have something in common i go by my middle name too congrats nicole albert gonzalez is a driver out of pleasanton um, Ethan Hernandez was here uh, over the storm. He's uh, one of our dispatchers. Louis Hernandez out of Pleasanton again. Uh, man, Pleasanton representing. He got three. Earl Curl, driver in Baytown. Uh, Nideek, another dispatcher. Uh, good job, bud. Um, Ed Moeller, Ed out of Pleasanton, another Pleasanton driver. Um, Ed, uh, I believe Ed's one of our trainers too. Uh, Roman Orcutt, uh, congratulations, Mr. Orcutt. Jeff Pierce out of dispatch. Um, 
Nico Plata, dispatch. James Willison, dispatch. And Wade Zirkelbach, Baytown. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, congratulations on your spot bonus. Um, hope uh, hope you can find some good use for uh, for the cash. So you should see that. Let's see. It will be. This says it's paid out. Uh, it'll be paid out uh, on some of them on the 9th, some of them on the 16th. I think the dispatchers are on the 16th, and our drivers, it'll be paid out on February the 9th. So congratulations to all you guys uh, for that. All right, let's see what else we got. My notes are on my iPad, and it shut off on me. Give me a second. Here we go. What else do we want to talk about? Oh, Work schedules. So um, we didn't get a whole lot of feedback on uh, – we did change our work schedule for our LPG fleet. Um, and we went from a 5-2, schedule uh, to a 5-2, And um, I, I was in Brobridge this week and uh, spoke with um, Lynn. Lynn, if you're listening, man, I'd appreciate – uh, talking to you, and I really appreciate your feedback. It's uh, it is always good to hear from you guys and and to get y'all's thoughts. But uh, he asked about the schedule, so I spent some time talking to him about it. And you know, it, it just occurred to me that well, maybe maybe I ought to just kind of walk through um, what what we're thinking uh, and and why uh, we felt like it was uh, um, a good change. Going from a five two five three to a five two four two. First of all, a five two five three schedule is a is a good schedule um, if you're slip seating the truck. And the unique thing about our LPG fleet is we don't slip seat uh, those trucks. That would be just weird having somebody sleep in in your sleeper. And and all those trucks do have sleepers. So. We knew that having a third of our fleet, actually a third plus, when you start taking into account uh, PTO and other, other time off, um, you have more than a third of your fleet sitting at any one time. And so I asked the guys, is there, is there something we could do uh, to increase our capacity on the road every day and with the 5253 schedule, what we were finding is the number of trucks available every day fluctuated um, a lot. So as an example, you know, maybe in Brobridge, uh, we, and I'm, I don't know if this is the case. I'm using it as an example. I could see Billy going, wait a minute. Um, but as an example, in Brobridge, you may have, let's call it uh, 22 trucks running a day uh, for, I don't know, a few days. And then all of a sudden you have 17. Um, we were seeing, you know, 16, 17, up to 22, 23. Those are pretty big swings. Now, maybe if you look at it on the terminal by terminal level, it's not a whole lot. But when you aggregate that and look across the LP fleet on a daily basis, now you're talking about a lot of capacity uh, or a lot of capacity swings. Um, and so we're trying to figure out how do we flatten that out a little bit more um, and give us more of a consistent number of trucks available every day so you don't have those large swings. And then is there a way to increase truck capacity on the road every day? 
And so um, Shane went back and took a look at it. And I, I wish I wish I would have come up with the idea. I can't I can't claim credit for it. Shane did it. Um, and by doing what he did, first of all, he went through several different um, different scenarios. Uh, a five one schedule. I know some of you guys have worked that. That would uh, that would probably give us the most uh, the most truck capacity, at least the most gain in truck capacity, uh, seven or eight percent, um, uh, on top of what you already have. But yeah, nobody could do a five one schedule. That would suck. Um, so work life balance. Nope, that doesn't work. We looked at a six and two, and I know some of you guys have worked a six and two, and so. Why not a six and two? Well, uh, six and two, every single time we've done it, turns into a five and three. And so you're right back to where you were. Actually, that makes it worse. Um, so that doesn't that doesn't work. It's always a five and three. Um, and so we looked at, okay, well, what about, um, let's see, a five, a five two schedule. Uh, that's another really good efficient one. But the drawback there is you never change your days off. So it would be an overlapped 5-2 schedule. And some guys would have Saturday, Sunday off. Some guys would have Friday, Saturday. Some guys would have maybe Sunday, Monday. Some guys would have uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I'm fairly certain that that would get old. Uh, So, again, when it comes time to trying to figure out how to best manage, um, you know, the, the fleet plus um, be fair about it as, as far as uh, family time, time at home, off time, um, we settled on a 5-2-4-2. So that didn't give us the largest um, efficiency gains, but it did give us efficiency gains that we recognized, and I'll talk about it in just a minute. So by changing to a 5242, what did that do for us? So if you go to dispatch and talk to Van Allen, he'll tell you that we're seeing, and January was the first month where we saw that, that change gave us between 4 and 5% additional truck capacity every day. Um, so that's, you know, that, on the surface, that doesn't sound like a big percentage. But when you start to annualize that, what does that look like? Well, that looks like nearly $2 million in revenue on an annualized basis. That's $2 million without buying new trucks and without adding headcount. Um, and, and it's a pretty reasonable change that provides uh, folks the opportunity uh, to have days off that rotate. Um, it also, in what we've we've seen this has been a huge improvement is provided some consistency in the number of trucks available every day. So, you know, I, I really, I just wanted, excuse me, I wanted to get on and and talk a little bit about what was our motivation behind that schedule change. And I, I really do appreciate folks working with us on it. Um, it, it has worked out, uh, January, like I said, was the first month where we instituted that. And uh, it, it paid pretty good dividends. Um, I don't want to go into the financials, uh, but uh, when I see you, I will. Um, but it had a positive effect on the financials for January. Uh, and so I'm, I'm proud of you guys for, for doing that. 
Um, let's see. So there, there you have it. That's uh, that's kind of some detail on the on the um, the schedule change with our LPG fleet. Uh, last thing, last thing. Um, people moving around. That's what it is. Um, so I want to congratulate um, Brandon Spradlin. Was uh, he was in our on our dispatch team? And uh, as some of you know, out in Burbridge, we had uh, a vacancy with the assistant terminal uh, manager. So Billy uh, was promoted uh, to manage that terminal, and uh, we needed an assistant manager. We had a lot of really good applicants. Um, but we only had one position that we could fill, and the one that uh, that kind of uh, bubbled to the top as uh, as kind of the no brainer um, was um, actually it was it was split between two uh, two or three really talented folks. But Brandon Spradlin is the one that uh, that was selected, and uh, wanted to say congratulations. I ended up I was in Brobridge this week. Uh, we ended up. Uh, Going out to dinner and, and uh, getting to know each other, and um, stopped by the terminal. Um, today's Thursday. We stopped by the terminal yesterday morning, and uh, had a good uh, good talk with him. So, uh, Brandon, congratulations uh, on the new position. Um, I am. I have all the all the the most confidence that uh, that you'll do a great job. Um, so uh, looking forward to seeing what you and Billy do with the team out there in Brobridge. It's a, that's a great team. Um, I, we've, we've got some really good folks out there in, in Louisiana, and I've got a soft spot in my heart for, uh, for the state of Louisiana. Um, so congrats there, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for me. Uh, we're coming up on 30 minutes, and I'm sure that you're tired of listening to me talk. Uh, I will remind you that next week is a special day. It's Valentine's Day. Don't forget your significant other. Do something. Say something. I don't know uh, if you're into that. Uh, but uh, might might keep you out of hot water if you go order some go order some flowers for your bride. Uh, let's see what else do we have coming up. I think that's gonna do it, guys. Um, until uh, until next time. Uh, I will sign off now. And again, Project 9.3 uh, complete. Congratulations. Uh, I'm very proud of everybody out there. And I am fairly certain you guys can find a good use uh, for an extra $3,000. And that is it. Uh, I will sign off. And please keep it safe. Be careful. And I'll see you in the Hammerling. This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, do the best you can every day. Uh